Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm diving back into Ayurveda, only giving you specific tips on how to care for yourself after giving birth. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. All right, so I wanted to dive a little bit more in depth about postpartum, in particular, utilizing Ayurveda. Um, this is something that I have been getting a lot of questions on and um, emails on basically how to live an Ayurvedic lifestyle. So I wanted to um, tackle first a postpartum Ayurvedic lifestyle. Um, and I also want to say that I have not finalized this, but you guys can be the first to hear about it, is I'm going to start offering um, Ayurvedic coaching. Okay, a brief interruption from today's show, because after I mentioned my Ayurvedic um, health coaching program, I actually have it put together. So I'm going to do a beta group test starting October 1st, and it's going to be for eight weeks, so it's going to run just past Thanksgiving, so it's going to kind of take us over the holidays. Now, this beta group, you guys are going to get in for a very discounted rate, over half off um, what it's going to be costing once it goes live in March. The main reason for this is I want to know your guys' feedback. So if you want to give me feedback on this program, if you want to go through it and um, kind of help me create the program for when it officially goes live, um, this would be a great chance to hop in there. So first, I want to quick remind you what Ayurveda means. It literally translates to the wisdom or knowledge or science of life. Uh, it's an ancient system that was created to help you get in touch with the natural approach to living. So it combines using Mother Nature, your natural awareness to live the best possible life that you can. So with this program, the main outcomes that I am looking for you guys to achieve are better digestive health, better relationship with food, an understanding of your mind-body type, which is your dosha, developing your keystone habit, developing your morning and evening routines, and understanding your body's natural rhythm, and overall increasing your energy levels. So this is something that I really... Um, I really am passionate about because it's helped me so much in my life. Like since I dove into Ayurveda, I have never been healthier. I never felt better. I have never been more aligned with my purpose. And so that's something that I want you guys to experience for yourselves. And so that's why I really want to create this program um, to help you guys achieve all of those things. So that's what the eight weeks are designed to do. And I like that we're going to go over a couple holidays, meaning Halloween and Thanksgiving, because it will kind of give us some, um, I guess, stepping stones for when we go over the December holidays. So those holidays tend to be a little bit more filled with food and we tend to forget those habits. And so I want to set you guys up to prepare you guys to start the new year off on the right foot and you don't have to play catch up all month of January. So that's kind of what this program is designed for. It's a quick eight week program and um, I'm going to be giving you guys lots of handouts. It's going to be an email course. It's going to be live phone calls with me. It's going to be some group phone calls. It's going to be um, just lots of interaction and um, lots of homework. So if you guys like to do, and by homework, I mean, I think it's kind of fun homework because it's working on yourself. Um, meaning if I say, hey, let's work on starting a morning routine. You guys are going to take maybe five minutes a day and try to figure out what your morning routine is going to look like and then actually implement what that morning routine would be. So that's what this program is really geared to do. Um, you can read more about it over on the show notes for this episode. So if you guys want more information about it, head over to andreaclassen.com slash podcast 102. And then you guys can um, see the whole beta program. I have a lot more details, 
Again, we start October 1st and um, I'm only allowing 15 women in it. So if it fills up um, before October 1st, then we will shut down the open cart. So if you guys are looking to get into it, um, I already have a couple of spots filled for my newsletter list that went out uh, yesterday. So if you guys are looking to hop in, hop in now um, and we will get started October 1st with hopefully up leveling all of the um, health habits that you guys are looking to um, bring into your lifestyle. But today I want to talk about in particular the postpartum um, time period in a woman's life. So I have quite a few friends and clients actually just having babies or are expecting babies any day now. And I really just wanted to talk about this because if I would have known some of this, I think it would have helped myself in the postpartum time period, uh, both mentally and physically. And I think that this is something that we don't always have like a, here's a guidebook for how to take care of the mom in the postpartum time period. So that's really what I'm going to tackle today. Um, this is not necessarily about how to take care of the baby, uh, because that is, you get books for that. Ironically, um, you get books and you get paperwork and stuff when you leave the hospital. Um, and there's also a ton of blogs and ton of, uh, mommy forums that I utilize. And I'm sure if you've just had a baby, you've also been on, but what there isn't a lot of is how to properly care for yourself after giving birth. So I'm going to tackle kind of three different areas today. I'm going to talk about nutrition. I want to talk about the energy protector in your life, and then a little bit about fitness and expectations. So these are kind of my broad areas that I think really will help a lot of you guys out. Um, so first up, no matter how postpartum you are, if you're four months postpartum, this is still a great episode to listen to. If you are currently pregnant, definitely listen to this episode. If you are a friend or a spouse of someone who's about to have a baby, this is also a good episode to listen to because you will fall into place during the energy protector series, um, which I will talk about after I talk about nutrition. So you got, you'll kind of get a feel for how you can better support the new mama in your life. So first let's tackle nutrition. The first three weeks after giving birth, there are recommended recipes to indulge and to nourish yourself with. So a lot of the times we're super tired, we're sore, we're depleted uh, right after giving birth. And it's an amazing experience, but really is truly exhausting, especially to the mama. So knowing what to eat in those first uh, three weeks will help you be the best mom that you can. And um, it will help you not feel hopefully so depleted. So I'm going to give you some different recipe ideas. Now, some of these are very easy. They're very easy because we need things that are easy to digest during this time period. We do not want to go um, try a new recipe, try a new food group during this time period because our bodies are already a little bit, our digestive system has gotten a little off track. So we need to kind of wake it up and give it nourishing foods that it will easily be able to process. So the first one up are stewed apples with cloves and ghee. So um, you can do stewed apples on the stove, just softer apples, uh, a little bit of cooking with a little bit of ghee a little bit of cinnamon, um, and just kind of making that nice, easy snack or meal for the new mama. Another idea, steamed rice with ghee. There's a recipe online. Um, I didn't want to share it with you guys because it's a little bit more extensive, but if you just looked up steamed rice with ghee, uh, you will find a recipe. Konjai, which is just a simple rice soup. I will tell you this recipe because it literally is just brown basmati rice, four cups of it, um, with water on low, covered for one hour. It's as simple as that. So easy to make, easy to digest. 
Uh, next up is rice pudding, and there's different recipes for that as well. Oatmeal with dates and apples. A simple vegetable soup. Chicken and fennel soup. Dinner with carrots and coconut soup. Hot quinoa cereal. Vegan ginger snaps as a snack. Herbal teas, but just check to make sure it's safe when breastfeeding. And then when in doubt, add more ghee to any of the recipes um, that I just listed. So you can find all of these. I actually made this as a really nice guide um, that I spent quite a bit of time on on my website because I know some of you guys are more visual. And so going to andreaclawson.com slash podcast 102, I have all of these recipes um, and all of these foods outlined for you. And um, the whole guide has got just basically bullet pointed so you guys can easily see what I'm talking about. So I wanted to create that so you guys can follow along because I know sometimes I like to listen, but I also like to see what the um, podcast host is talking about. So next up, um, there are some foods that you want to avoid. And normally just that first month after having a baby, you these are normally thought of as healthy foods, but they're not necessarily recommended because they are not easy to process and they are more likely to develop gas in not only yourself, but the baby. So kale, cabbage, and Brussels sprouts are three foods to kind of stay away from just because they're all gas producing qualities in those foods. And the baby is more likely to develop colic um, because of those foods. So that's why. And then the reason that we suggest ghee and oil, it is because it helps to get more fat into your diet, which helps with brain function. So that's kind of the main reason that they really emphasize putting that ghee and oil. All right, so now is the energy protector. So this could be if you are listening and you're like, yes, someone in my life is about to have a baby, this is you. Or if you are going to have a baby, you need to appoint someone to this position. Um, I wish I would have done a better job of appointing and listening to my husband when he tried to do this for me. So basically what an energy protector is, it's someone who helps remind the mom, uh, again, it's typically your spouse, that she needs to be on a family schedule. So what does that mean? Well, things to remind the new mom of. They want to remember to go to early to bed, early to rise. You won't have any problem early to rise because the baby will be rising. But we have a lot of times, um, sometimes we have a lot of trouble. I know I did going to bed early because I don't want to go to bed at 7 p.m., especially if it's in the summer. I want to stay up. And um, what happens then is the baby will get up and then you are really crashing into sleep hours. So having someone say, hey, I think now is a great time to go to bed because the baby's asleep. Just someone to remind you to do those simple things. Um, next up, regularly freshly prepared meals. So this can be um, either a spouse or maybe it is your your own mother or your mother-in-law or a friend coming over and just bringing a freshly prepared meal that is nourishing. So again, I gave you some great ideas up above of nourishing meals. Um, so if you are someone bringing the meals, making sure like pizza might not be the best thing. Um, you know, again, the Brussels sprouts, kale, it might seem awesome, but you know, just kind of thinking of that too, if the mom is breastfeeding to be conscious of that as well. Uh, next up, the energy protector helps the mom exercise. Now with this, I'm going to get more in depth about exercise in a little bit. So just kind of exercise for this is depending upon how far postpartum you are. And we'll chat more about that later. Uh, next up, the energy protector can help with body care for mama. So that might mean um, giving the mom a massage, putting some essential oil on the mom, um, rubbing their feet, you know, just body care for her. And then body care can also mean getting in the bath, you know, just taking a bath for yourself. So that's all little ways to take care of you. And then weekly schedule reviews. So what works, what needs to be changed? So at the end of the week, maybe you say, hey, you know what? 
I've been really staying up too late on Tuesday nights because I have a favorite show. Um, maybe I just need to start to DVR it and, um, or watch it on demand rather than trying to stay up too late for it. So just little things like that to see what's working, what's not. So I'm going to give you another example. Um, so this is kind of one that I found myself wanting to do. And um, this is a good example of a little script that you guys can use if you are the energy protector. So let's just say the baby just went to sleep and it's 8 p.m. But the new mom wants to start a movie instead of indulging, um, instead of going to sleep. So the energy protector can say, I would love to, but if we start a movie now, it's going to be past 10 p.m. when it's over. The baby will probably be waking up right when you're going to bed. So the better choice might be for me to rub your feet or back and maybe you lay down for a bit. That way, um, the energy protector acknowledges that the mom wants to spend time, most likely again, it's with her partner, but you don't wanna end up regretting that late night choice for the next few days. So that could be a way that you guys can both have some together time, but it's not um, gonna be until 10 p.m. at night. So that's one example. Um, obviously there's many other examples, but that's kind of a nice way to acknowledge what she might be feeling and then turn it into a positive. Next up are expectations. Um, now some final things with when the baby arrives, there are some little things that we might want to or expect to have happen that might not happen. So I want to share some of the big ones. Um, expect that the household rhythms are going to change. So they're probably going to change daily, especially at the start of the little one's life. They're not really on schedules yet. Um, everyone is a little out of whack. So just try and get in the flow, but don't get too attached to a schedule. So just kind of let it go, let it flow. You'll be less stressed, so will the baby. Next up, focus on one minute practices. So instead of thinking, hey, let's go for a workout, you know, for a half an hour or an hour, when you know you don't have the time and then you feel guilty, try to do like a one minute workout, such as a meditation, squats, sun salutations, holding a few yin yoga poses, walking around the house, the ha-ha belly breaths, and just focusing on those little things, literally just breathing. That can be a workout because sometimes we just need to get centered. Next one is taking a bath. So taking a bath is so, I cannot emphasize this enough, important during the healing process. Um, having the warm water slowly helps you with the healing process. Um, it makes you feel better when you're done. And it just really helps kind of just heal the mom and nourishes the mom. So personally, I know I liked to read in the bathtub. Some days I would just listen to maybe a podcast or some music and just kind of zone out and just relax. So that was something that I really looked forward to doing. Uh, and I personally, after I'm done, I like to do a little essential oil and then dry brushing after my bath just to have a little bit more self-care in there for my day. And dry brushing really helps because it helps with circulation especially that postpartum time period, I noticed that when I don't dry brush, my arm really falls asleep when I'm at, when I'm sleeping at night. Like it just does not, it never ever used to do that. But for whatever reason, my circulation has changed um, after having my son. And if I don't move enough during the night, I notice that that's, that stops and my arm goes numb, which is very annoying because um, it does wake you up. So making that, making sure I dry brush and you dry brush your legs, your arms, your belly, your back, you can dry brush your whole body. Um, that really helps improve that circulation. And then next up, going to bed early. So I wish personally that I would have done this more. Um, you know, I just really wanted some me time after my son went to sleep in the evenings, but I really didn't have to 
do anything. Like I thought I had to finish work. Um, I thought I had to have some alone time when really I probably just need some sleep. Cause I think mentally I would have, um, cleared up a little bit faster. It wouldn't have been so foggy if I was just went to bed when I should have. Um, next up, don't judge, don't compare. So this can be a tough one, especially with social media. Now, um, I found myself watching other trainers who just had babies the same time as I did. And they were, um, shrinking faster than I was and looking like better moms on social media and just having things all under control. And then I just felt like I was failing. Um, instead I should have gotten off the devices and just hung out with my son and not paid attention. So try not to go into comparison or judgment mode because no one is better than anyone else. So just saving your judgments. If you have any for your journal, just kind of write it out there, get it out if you have it. Um, but no need to share it and perpetuate any of the judgments and the comparison and just some of the mom stuff that, um, we hear about. We don't need to perpetuate that by actually saying, Hey, so-and-so is doing this. It's not helping anyone. It's just taking people down. So, you know, just saving that for your journal. And then finally eating with your kiddos. So that's been my practice since my son was six months old and started to eat just the early lighter dinners. So when he's eating at five o'clock, I'm eating with him. And we're both done eating uh, by usually 5.30, 6 at the latest. And I feel better. Uh, he's easy, like He goes to bed usually at 7 right now. And so he's going to bed, not on a full tummy because he's had a little bit of time to digest. And um, it just works awesome. So if you have that availability, I would highly recommend eating with the kiddos. Now, my last little part that I want to talk about are fitness tips. So um, as you know, I'm a trainer and I specialize in pre-postnatal fitness in particular. So there are some do's and don'ts that I, I see done, um, right and wrong, I guess I would see, I see both. But one of the first ones that I like to recommend is not to run until at least six months postpartum. So, and all of these fitness tips are just in general. So these are for your average, um, person who worked out while pregnant, maybe sporadic, but they were keeping up with it. They do work out in general. Now, these are not for maybe your hardcore athletes are going to jump back a little bit sooner, but these are for, you know, just your average person. We'll just say that. Um, but you don't want to run until that six month mark. There's still research being done on this, but the effects of running right away at that six week mark or earlier, like prolapse organs, incontinence, incontinence issues, diastasis recti, they're all issues that are prevalent when coming back too fast. And there's studies done with women in their 50s and 60s who are now getting prolapsed organs potentially from what they did postpartum. So these are just things that I'm just cautious of because, Hey, you know what, what's waiting six months. I mean, really in the ultimate grand scheme of things, six months is not that bad. And then the next up, don't do traditional core work until at least that six month postpartum partum period. And then when I say traditional, I'm talking about crunches and planks, because I think a lot of us, when we think core work, we just think crunches um, and planks as well. These planks put a lot of um, stress on the abdominals if they are not fully recovered. So, this one is definitely a challenge because many women just want to fix quote unquote their stomachs, but then again, end up doing more harm than good. So if you bulge while you're performing a crunch, you're doing more harm than good. Uh, if you feel your core kind of pulling while doing a plank, that's probably more harmful than good. Um, I personally, I just recently stopped doing an incline crunch. Um, and I shared this on a recent interview, uh, with Laura Bruner at the 14 month postpartum mark, because I felt that my core was kind of bulging up in the middle. And so, I asked myself, why would I continue to do this? And I mean, it just, it didn't make sense. So sometimes we have to have that self-awareness to say, you know what, 
do I want to push through because I want to like look cool or think that I'm, you know, the same body as I had before? No, you know, our bodies have changed. They have shifted and that's okay. That's a fine thing. Um, so just being conscious of that, no matter how postpartum you are. Uh, next up, squatting with caution. So again, I, I was squatting around the four week mark, no weight, just a regular squat. And then I think I ended up just tearing my glute muscle um, as it wasn't healed from tearing from birth. So I really think I just caution with uh, any of the squats until that six week mark. And then just listening to your body, being safe, not to load up on your squats. Um, light walking is great. And then finally, uh, listening to your, listen to your body. Um, after you get that six week postpartum mark from the doctor, they don't tell you what to do. Um, they just say you're good to work out. And most of us do jump right back into our regular routine and that's when problems occur. You know, we lift as heavy as we used to. We go running for miles to get rid of the baby weight. We do crunches every evening to tone up our midsection. But unfortunately, our bodies just, they want to heal. They want to take things slow sometimes. So there's no like pressure end point to reach. You know, we don't get a prize for magically bouncing back after having a baby. You know, this is the time that we really need to listen and, you know, do squats feel good right now? You know, does my stomach feel like it can hold a plank for 15 seconds? You know, can I go for a three mile walk? So remember just, we just went through something that was really traumatic and life-changing and treating it with proper care and just giving ourselves time to adjust is key. And I think that is something that we really need to start to honor um, after having a baby. And then finally, core strength moves. So there's something that, there's some great core building moves, um, birth fit is a great resource, um, as Laura Bruner had just talked about, and that I have, um, I will link it up in the show notes. So if you do come over to the show notes, that's, it will be linked up here. And then I also have, um, a few moves that I personally like to do with my, um, postpartum women, such as bird dogs, pelvic tilts, bridge holds, um, squats, pushups on the wall, plank on your knees. Um, and this would be past that six week mark. So again, the plank might be, um, it depending on the client. So that's my kind of thing. And depending on you. So like, if you are a hardcore workout person, like I think I did planks around six weeks, Mark, because I had no diastasis recti and it was fine for my body. So again, coming back to that listening to your body, um, point. All right. So those were some of my top tips for taking care of your body after giving birth, rest, hydration, movement, and just relaxing. So you have plenty of time to knock off your to-do list items, but now it's just not one of those times in your life. You know, even if you feel like you might like fall behind, well, you're not going to fall behind. You know, you are there um, to be the mother of this perfect little human and um, taking care of them and taking care of you is key during this time in your life. All right. So let me know any of your favorite postpartum tips um, over on Instagram at Andrea Claussen 21 or in the comments below if you come over to the show notes as well. And then share this episode with anyone who you think might benefit from learning a little bit more about postpartum care and just that journey on the postpartum um, time period. All right. So I thank you all for tuning in and go out there, spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclassen.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. 
And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.